You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, a very big welcome to today's show. Today is a top tips episode with a little bit of a difference. We're going to cover how to measure your health. It's possibly the most overlooked part of health and wellness. And in this PC age, measuring your health in some respects has become quite a taboo subject and is recommended by some people that you don't do it. It's something I feel very, very strongly about, having been in the industry for 20 years, work with people in all aspects of health and all areas of health. I genuinely believe that the most important aspect for lifelong health is, well, measuring some aspect of it. Because by measuring something, you can see progress. You can track your progress. You can see your improvements. Even if you don't improve, by being aware of it, you're automatically, genuinely that little bit healthier. So the whole concept for today's episode is to sit back, It's to take some notes, get your pen, get your paper out. People always love these top tips episode. I think this is possibly the most important one that we've done to date. At the end of the app, I've got one very simple goal, that you're motivated, that you're encouraged to measure some aspect of your own health. Because the key thing is, we want to be healthy for the long term. We want to be healthy for life. If you've listened to the show over the course of the last three and a half to four years, you'll know we don't recommend quick fixes. We don't recommend things that don't work. It's very simple. It's very straightforward advice, and it's advice that works. When it comes to measurement, that advice is even more straightforward. The key thing is, if you are a business, you would measure different aspects of the business. So, for example, if you're a newspaper, how many newspapers you sell, how many people look at your online content, your video content, how many people listen to your podcasts that guides every single thing that you do. For example, on this show, we analyze all our podcast listens and that guides the kind of guests that we get on, the topics that we cover, such as episodes like this, because we know people always listen. And your health is exactly the same, but people don't view it that way. By tracking a business, by tracking a podcast, you can improve it, you can change it, you can make the differences to make things better. And on your health, it's exactly the same. So in terms of motivation, in terms of consistency, in terms of awareness, in terms of wellness for a life, being aware of your health is the simplest part to do. People look at everything else. They'll look at sleep. They'll look at weight. They'll look at movement. They'll look at the latest fad diet or quick fix training session or whatever. But they'll generally run from the, the key thing that we need to find out, which is your numbers and knowing your numbers across different aspects of health. So the reason for doing it is exactly that. It's staying focused. It's staying motivated. It's if you fall off the wagon and have a rough weekend in terms of nights out or you know parties or whatever it may be, that you get back on track. And that also, whatever aspect you're taking to improve your health, is it working or is it not working? Because life's too short to do things that we don't enjoy or to do things that don't work. So you need to assess the impact of those lifestyle changes, those health changes are having on your wellness. And you'll only know that by tracking it. You can leave it very loose and say, oh, look, I'm going to track my energy levels. Well, you can rate those out of five each day and track them over the course of time. But it's very vague and dependent on so many different factors. Like having specific things, specific measurements, that's how to do it. From 20 years of working in the industry, it's the one thing I've learned. Those who measure succeed in terms of long-term health. It's a really, really key factor. 
So that's the why. That's why you should do it. You want to be healthier, measure something. You want to stay healthy, measure something. And as I said, you don't have to particularly want to change it. If you do, great. And if you don't, that's great too. But by being aware of it, by knowing what your number is, even if you don't want to change it, that is encouraging you to be healthier. And it's really, really important. And finally, before I go any further, the other key thing is the fact that, you know, your goal is your goal. And the more time I spend on social media and, you know, Instagram is basically where I spend most of my time. Twitter has become a bit cranky. Everyone's trying to give out to people and just pick a fight. Instagram's becoming a little bit like the two, actually, because the more you look around, there's people who are anti this and anti that. And I'm following this method or that method or I eat that way or I move that way. And it's extremely opinionated. But the reality is that everyone's goal is individual. When I trained as a personal trainer uh, just over 20 years ago, the guy who trained me in, Bill Cunningham, said, look, if you ever get a chance to, you know, as a, on a platform, don't spend it knocking everybody else. Don't spend it bashing each, you know, other trainers or other food plans or whatever. Just do what you do, but, you know, try to use it positively. And I think that's a really important message in terms of, you know, whatever your goal is, it's your goal. It's nobody else's. If someone doesn't think you should be weighing yourself, well, that's their opinion, but it might be yours. So whatever your goal is and specific to you, I'll never let anyone take that away from me in terms of it might be an opinion they may have, might be misinformed, might be informed, but they're not you. And whatever your goal is, whatever you want to track, that's important to you. And that's that's the key thing is to measure what's important to you and not listen to people who have misguided opinions. And that's really, really important. The next part of today's uh, episode is, you know, how do you measure stuff? Well, there's a couple of really simple tips here that gen- people generally forget. One is the fact that Whatever you measure, you measure on the same time, the same day, generally once per week. The classic trick is that the first measurement you do is in the evening time. So it's late in the day. You've had a full day in terms of work. You're stressed. Your body potentially is holding on to a little bit more fluid. You're heavier later in the day naturally because you've had all your meals. And you do uh, it's a weigh-in or a resting heart rate measurement or even a waistline or an inches measurement. Then the next time you measure, it's the morning time, and magically you've, you've had huge changes in the, the numbers. Now, life's too short for that. Uh, we work too hard for that. If you're going to measure something, just be honest and measure it. And as I said, the, the number's not overly important, because once you're aware of it, that's the key thing. So the, how, the first how tip is about measuring the same time, same day. So generally, the morning time is the key time to measure. Before you've had breakfast, before you have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever it may be, measure whatever your aspect of health is going to be and that's the consistency it's the same time once a week same day leaving a good kind of seven days in between the measurements it doesn't have to be seven but again from experience it's what i tend to get my clients to do and tend to find works really really well if you want to measure more than once a week well you can but again i think we're looking for a balanced approach to health and measuring every single day and not sure is necessarily balanced the next key thing is about recording it. So just write it down somewhere. If you have a tracker, I got a, a new one in the post yesterday just to test it out. Uh, and they're really handy because it measures everything. It's measuring my heart rate. I got up this morning, it measured my sleep and it told me how poorly I slept. It measures my step count during the day. It measures loads of stuff. And yes, it's interesting. And yes, it does keep me motivated. But I'm also quite old school. This is my diary for work uh, with my lovely Superman stickers. Uh, and I write everything into that. And when I track stuff, I write everything into that as well. So I keep track of everything. I write it down. If you want to know really how geeky I am, I create spreadsheets. And I have a spreadsheet on my on my desktop with measurements for things that I would track, such as 5K time, 10K time, and stuff like that. And again, it's a really simple way that I can look at it. 
it's okay, I am improving, or no, I'm not improving. Or I need to be kind of, you know, up my fitness because I'm not quite where I'd like to be. I know that because my 5K time is one or two or three minutes off. So that's the, the benefit of measuring. But recording, it's important, whether it's written down, whether it's a spreadsheet, whether it's a tracker, doesn't really matter. Just record it somewhere that you can, can consistently look at it and review it and make some changes that are required. So that's the, the why you should measure and that's the how you measure. The key thing now is what do you measure? And the thing here is, as I've said, it's individual to every person. I'll throw some suggestions at you and I'll give you the way to do it because sometimes people don't measure things the right way. The first one I'm going to go to is probably the most controversial of all, and it's becoming more controversial as we as we you know as we go on, which is that is weight. And there's a huge push now not to know your weight or measure your weight personally. From experience, I believe that knowing your weight is important because it's just not a good. It's just something that's good to track and something that's good to know. If you want to lose weight, so for example, we ran a poll on Instagram uh, two days ago, over three and a half thousand responses. How many people use weight as a measure for health? 70% came back and said, yes, they use weight as a, as a measure. That's a big sample size and it's a big number. So it, it, people do you know, attach importance to it. So yeah, m- you know, measure it because by knowing it, you know what it is. And if you want to lose weight, well, that's cool. But before you go any further, remember that weight on its own doesn't tell me a huge amount about your health. They don't really care what you weigh because if you're 100 kilos, if you're 50 kilos, what do you do? doesn't tell me much. But what I do want to know is I want to know how much of that is muscle and how much of that is fat. And how much of that is water can be really kind of handy too. Make sure you're hydrated. But the key, the you know, water or muscle and fat are the, are the two key things that we're really looking for. So weight on its own doesn't tell us much. Muscle and fat, yes. That tells us far more. So if I want to weigh someone, I measure their muscle and their fat levels and they've got a 50% body fat at 100 kilos, so 50 kilograms of fat. I know that that we need to reduce that. I also know that we need to keep as much muscle on their body as we can. I build our wellness plan around that. So the key thing is for weight loss, you wanna hold on to muscle and lose body fat. Now, how do you track it? Yes, the old calipers are still around where they pinch your skin and and have a reading. It's hard to do for general population, so most people won't use it. Uh, A bioimpedance weighing scales is pretty much the way to go. the gym grade ones are super expensive. Our own gym is uh, it's about three grand. The one we use on Operation Transformation is nearly 10 grand. So they're super expensive. Not everyone's going to have them. There are certain brands um, that I can recommend why things would be the one that I would use. I don't have any endorsement with them. It's just I have two in my house and I, they're very good and I can recommend them. Omron is another brand that are very good uh, and Fitbit, I think, have a scales out as well. What they'll do is they'll send a, a pulse up through your foot and it'll measure the, it'll measure the, the, the content and details from that when it comes back to the scales and create a whole load of data from that, such as muscle and fat. And that's re- more important than the weight number itself. So the key message here is, if you're going to track weight, if you want to lose a little bit of weight, great, that's cool. But ensure what you're losing is the right thing. So again, you want to lose body fat and keep as much muscle as you can. And that's really, really, really important. Again, remember those principles of same time, same day, once a week. And that'll get you into a good cycle in terms of measuring it. The reason I believe that it's important is that by tracking it, we know what it is. And we know that, you know, over the course of a decade, on average, we'll put on something in around to 14 to 16 pounds is, is the SAT. So by being aware of it, even if you're not losing weight, it's it, you're being aware of weight gain, which in terms of health, in terms of health risk factors, in terms of osteoporosis or arthritis, and all of those can begin to can help to reduce that. So the awareness component is really, really important too. 
Other, thing, other things you can measure, resting heart rate is one. So that's really important. So what resting heart rate tells us is how hard your heart is beating to keep you alive. So as you listen to this episode now, take your pulse for me. So if you have a smartwatch, it will do it. Otherwise, take two fingers, place it on the side of your neck or on the base of your wrist and count the beats for the next 15 seconds in three, two, one, go. And just keep counting the beats. And then the one thing they always tell you not to do when you present a podcast or a radio show, and that's have silence. Three, two, one, stop. Whatever number you have, multiply that number by four. What I've just given you is your resting heart rate in beats per minute. Whatever that is, I can tell how healthy or unhealthy your body is. I can tell if you've had caffeine or stress or are overtrained or undertrained or coming down with, a, with an illness. It's that simple. You know that because you track it once a week, same time, same day. With health and wellness, it should begin to come down. So for example, marathon runners, ultra marathon runners are generally 40 something, very fit, 50 to 60. 60 to 70 beats per minute is the average that we aim to kind of get people into. Higher than that, we need to ideally bring bring it down. Over 100, you go to your GP, you get a checkup, you talk to your, you know, your health insurance provider because it's a, it can be kind of high. But the beauty of that is that with wellness, it begins to come down. And by seeing that change from resting heart rate, you're healthier. You're reducing your stress levels. You're sleeping better. You're eating better. You're moving better. That will all improve your resting heart rate. And it's a really simple, free thing to track. And that's why it's so important to use. As ever, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, Association with Leia Healthcare. This is the top tips around how to measure your health and measure your wellness. Simple tips that work. We know that from experience. Next one up is inches. So inches is a really simple one to measure too. You got a tape measure, they're about one euro 50 in the local chemist, they're cheaper than your cup of coffee, and you measure different parts of your body. Key one for me is waistline. It's a very simple measure of health. The key question is where your waistline is. Depending on different um, approaches, the waistline will be in different areas. I always use belly button as an indicator because we all have one and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go away. So it's a constant tracker that you can't really cheat. The only way you can cheat it is that if you breathe in when you take the measurement and you know, suck your tummy in to get the smallest measurement you possibly can. Not great in terms of real measuring. Whatever that number is, let it be. And then all it will come down as you improve your health. You know, above 40 inches puts you in the high risk category for pretty much everything. So for most people, by the way, and that's important, uh, the Irish rugby team, I'm sure lots of those guys have over 40 inch waistlines. Maybe they don't, but I would imagine they probably do. Uh, but they're built a different way. As a loose head prop or former loose head prop for, for 12 years, uh, structures are different. So for most people over 40 inches, with a, certainly with a high body fat and a high heart rate, puts you in a high risk factor for loads of different health things. So we're not looking at aesthetics here. We're just looking at health. High waistlines equals high risk. So it is important to be aware of it. And ideally trying to bring it down. You can bring your waistline down by eating better, moving more, improving your, your, your eating health in terms of how you eat. So do you chew your food, for example? 30 seconds in the mouth. That's roughly what we're kind of recommended to chew for. Or do you just wolf it down and force your tummy to kind of do all the work and bloat and, you know, put more, more, more pressure on your digestive system? So inches are important. Waistline is the key one, but you can measure lots more, such as your legs, quads. Key thing is that you measure the same place. If you're going to a professional, that same person measures you because we all have slightly different ways and different uh, points at which we measure. But there are three easy ones to start with. Your weight, your resting heart rate, your inch loss. Next up is an obvious one too. And, you know, people have become obsessed with it, which is a step count. 
I've had this for the last two days and it has been really interesting. And lots of people working from home, myself currently included, uh, we move a little bit less. So actually it is important to be aware of your steps and just how much you're moving or how little you're moving during the day. So that's baseline movement. Yes, 10,000 steps was a marketing ploy from the 1960s. Yes, we've become slightly obsessed with it, but it's a decent standard for, for daily movement. And if you're only moving a thousand steps a day, well, then you need to up your movement. So tracking your steps and being aware of them, even at that low intensity, is actually really important and can make a big difference to your health. So do have a look at your steps. Now, what I would say is the intensity of those steps is important in terms of actual health benefit. So slightly out of breath, moderate intensity is exactly where you want to be in terms of that step count for real health benefits. So just look at how hard you're working and ensure that you're working hard enough. Other things you can measure and really simple ways to do it would be, for example, you heard me talk about it earlier on, uh, a distance, a timed distance measure. So I know, for example, when I'm very fit, I run 5K in sub 21 minutes, 2055 or something like that. That's when I'm very fit. PB is 20.05. That's my fastest ever. I'm not a natural runner. I run kind of gangly, but that, that's the time that I run. When my fitness begins to reduce or if I'm stressed and I don't train for a period of time, that number begins to drop and I might run 24 minutes or 24.30. So by knowing that, I can kind of know that, yes, I've work to do and now it's time to put the foot down and train a little bit harder and get my, my number back down again. So whether it's a 1K walk, a one-mile walk, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, whatever, by knowing what those numbers are, you know where you are relative to that. The same with the resting heart rate. I know when I'm at peak fitness, my resting heart rate's 38 to 42. That's my peak. Generally, it's 46, 48, something like that. And if it goes above that, I know I need to, again, assess my health, where I'm, at, where I'm at and what I need to do more of. So that distance works really well. And it's a really simple way. How, fa- you know, how fast can you walk a mile, clock it, and then try and improve it or just know it? Because then you know that if your, your fitness levels reduce, that it takes a little bit longer. Other ones, obvious ones, sleep are very important too. This track, my sleep from last night, actually seems quite accurate uh, in terms of the quality of the sleep, which wasn't great. So by tracking sleep, you generally do need tech to do it. You know, tracking it out of 10 in terms of how fatigued you are, how fresh you are, doesn't really deliver the same kind of of, um, uh, data. So yeah, a watch will do that. And it is important to be aware of, because remember, we've touched on sleep before. We've done two episodes on it. Sleep is crucial when it comes to your health. It's really, it's the baseline of everything. So by knowing how well you're sleeping and uh, focusing on improving it, everything else, like a domino effect, everything else improves as well. The final one, and there are others, but this is one of the important ones, is obviously your food. It's what you eat. And whether you're eating to honor your fullness, whether you're eating for a particular medical, medically advised diet, whatever it may be, or whatever approach you're taking to it, tracking your food can well be a really simple way to know what you're eating, because chances are you forget. I don't know about you, but life's pretty busy. So I sometimes will forget what I've had for breakfast by the time the day finishes. So by tracking your food, and not using necessarily apps like MyFitnessPal. You don't have to use those. You can if you want. They're kind of handy. They can uh, they do give very low calorie RDAs for weight loss. So I certainly don't recommend them for weight loss unless you're using them with a trainer. But as a tracker, they can be really interesting to learn about the actual food that you're eating and what's in it. And not in an obsessive way at all, but in ed- an educational way. Because remember, we're educated consumers. The more we know, the better the choices we make. So when you track your food, and most of my clients will use a pen and paper. They'll write it down. They'll send it over to me once a, once, a, once a day so I can see it and give them some advice. 
key thing there is by writing it down, you are aware of it. Whether it's five Mars bars or five apples, it doesn't really matter. It's the writing down of it. And chances are you'll naturally eat that little bit better and that little bit healthier when you know you're going to review it or send it to somebody for review uh, off when, the, when the day is finished. If you go on to the likes of an app, what you're getting there is you're getting calorie content, you're getting macros, uh, micros, which are really good, but can be sometimes a bit obsessive. And I generally push people away from that. I say, look, just write your food, uh, food down. You don't necessarily need a macro breakdown. None of my clients count calories, not one. And they don't need to because they, by eating healthier, they naturally will just, you know, they'll have a, a calorie imbalance of uh, deficit where they'll lose weight without having to track them. But some people like the tracking of the nutrients. So if you want to do that, knock yourself out too. But again, it's, it's the writing down. It's the measurement. It's the awareness. And for all of these kind of measurements, what we're aiming for is lifelong health. Don't do quick fixes. I never have done. It's not what I do for a living. The importance of measurement is trying to keep you healthy for longer. As you get older, knowing what your resting heart rate is is important and keeping an eye on it, ensuring it doesn't go up or doesn't go up too high to bring it back down. That's health. Not gaining that stone per decade. That's health. Or even if you do, just being aware of it. And that's healthy itself. It's trying to age our population healthier, a population that sit more and move less than probably ever before. We're aging quicker than we've ever aged before because we're doing less with our bodies. So your actual age doesn't necessarily reflect your physical age because you could be 50 with a physical age of 60 or 70 if you're sedentary, if you aren't aware of your health. In the same boat, like you could be 50 with a physical age of a 40-year-old in terms of fitness tests. And you'll see those every year uh, in terms of simple fitness tests to test what you should be able to do for your age profile. Well, you know, that again comes back to measurement. So my point here is very simply, if you want to be well and you want to be healthy for life, measure some aspect of your health. I've thrown lots at you today. I've told you how to do it and why to do it. Pick one that works for you. doesn't have to be one that I've given you. doesn't matter what it is. Just pick one. Pick more if you want to, but just pick one that's simple, manageable, and doable for you. And then track it once a week, same time, same day, and aim to improve it or even just keep tracking it. Because the awareness piece is what we're aiming for. Awareness around health certainly equals long-term health. Folks, that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. A very important and very simple episode today. Measure something about your health and you'll be healthier in the long run. It's that easy. As ever, you know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram, realhealth.independent.ie. And we're back next week for more Real Health. Slow and go full. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.